0: Wow, beautiful, please, please take your seats. We're gonna open the word and as Danny shares this week and he's sharing in a couple of weeks time on the same theme, we're, we're gonna hear how we get to play our part in what Jesus is doing in the world, which is a, that's a wonderful response really to that encouragement from Joseph. So Let's welcome Danny, shall we?
1: Very good morning. So good to be here with you guys. Again, exalting Jesus Christ, the only way to God, the only way to God is not uh, Muhammad, is not Hare Krishna, is not Buddha, is not Crowley Community Church, is not Baptist Church, is not Apostle Paul, is not John or Peter, is not Billy Graham, it's not Charles Spurgeon, it's Jesus Christ. And we're here to exalt his name, and we're here to preach about him, the only way to God. So good, so good to be here this morning. What an amazing worship moment. Now I have something to share with you guys this morning. Here, can I ask a favor? Because we have a video to show at some point, and uh, if someone can close that curtain, maybe it makes better for you to watch in a few minutes the video that I want to share with you. Now, this very morning we are talking about Ephesians. Wait, Danny, we are talking about King David. We just open a brackets to share something with you. Uh, With you this morning about Ephesians and to have a conversation about this. So, Ephesians chapter 4. Sorry, I just jumped here and never have introduced myself if you're here for the first time or watching online on YouTube. I'm Danny. It's amazing to be here with you. I'm part of the leadership team in this local church and I have the privilege to open God's word with you. And if this is your first, second, third time, I don't know. Here in this local church, or if you're watching this, all these words like church, God, Bible, Jesus, worship, all these Christian words, for some of us, uh, we have some memories about those things and information about God. I don't know what uh, what was your background. I remember a few years ago, I was chatting with a friend. And this friend, uh, he was raised in the church, and he said to me, "Oh, I don't know. Then I struggle sometimes, and I feel bad because I was raised in the church many years ago, and I don't remember the teachings of uh, from the, the vicar or pastor or preachers or priest, whatever was uh, whatever is the name is familiar for you. But I don't remember the sermons and the preachings, and I struggle with this. How can I not remember this?" And I said to him, wow, I'm different from you because I struggle because I do remember. For some of us, if it's not a sound teaching, a good teaching, for some of us, this kind of, okay, let's talk about church. You have some bad or sad memories. Or if you don't remember, but you do remember how that place or that stage in your life makes you feel. That's that's why sometimes we keep coming for churches on Sunday morning or we have that spouse and oh, I need to go to the church otherwise I'm in trouble. And and, and then you, you have that memory, oh, church is boring, church is... No, this is not sound, it's not right. So today we'll talk about sound teaching, good teaching, foundations of the church. That's why Ephesians is so important. Let's read the text. Uh, verse 4 maybe you have in your bible i know it's not big enough in the screen behind me but if you believe me i'll read from the bible so christ himself uh, verse 4 verse uh, chapter 4 verse 11 christ himself gave the apostles the prophets the evangelists the pastors and the teachers to equip his people for works of service So that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach. Oh, there's a lot here. Until we all reach unity in the faith. Wow. So that means we believe in the same thing. Unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God. And become mature. Attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Wow. Amen. Amen. It's amazing. So, Ephesians letter, okay, we'll talk about Ephesus, this town and the city. Actually, it was a city in the days of Paul. It's in Turkey today. This letter, guys, this letter is so important. We are starting, I remember one year and a half ago, something like this, we had a small group online studying Ephesians letter and I'm starting with with Aaron, Debbie some uh, digging and studying more about this letter because this letter is just amazing. So, it's six chapters, okay, and, and we have all these scholars through the history talking about this letter. Some of them, they gave this nickname for this letter saying it's the crowd of paul writings for the church is the queen of letters because it's so important it's full of teaching and and you see paul wrote this letter in the year 62 he was in the prison in rome now Justin in allison they have been in this place uh it's behind the coliseum so if you go to rome i need to go there is my plan with the girls there's a coliseum behind the coliseum the forum and somewhere in the forum, the prison is still there. you can visit. so from that prison, Paul, someone else who was quoting someone else, was writing the letter from that small i don 't know square space under a candle, he wrote this letter, and we are here in twenty first century reading the same content, the letter who was shaping. Everything about church, how to be church, and the things that we believe about God and how to be church. So there is a structure in this letter. We are reading chapter four, but in chapter one, Paul teaches about the plan of salvation. Okay, so in chapter one, you can understand God's plan to save me and you, and it's weird because we live in this box called chronos time past uh, uh present and future but in chapter one is mind-blowing because paul starts reading say okay before you were born god chose you and predestined you to be safe so god chose you and ad- adopt you before you were born so it's not saying okay uh like that old. Actually, I like the song, but it's not quite right. That song says, "I have decided to follow Jesus." No, no. He chose me before I was born to be saved. He decided for me. And then, chapter two, Paul talks about the grace of God. How how can I be saved? What I need to do to perform to be saved is a gift from God. It talks about. Uh, He teaches about this in chapter 2. Chapter 3, he prays for those who are reading the letter. A community like this one. uh, In that first century, reading that letter. And he starts to pray for these people. So his prayer was, he wrote over there. And they are reading, praying together. They had no Zoom. They had no WhatsApp. Just letters. And then we are here now. Chapter 4. Okay. How Uh, can I apply this for my life? Practical steps. So just to give a bit more of background and then we jump to the text. I have like two main pillars in Ephesians letter. In the very beginning from chapter one to three is this fancy word we call orthodoxy. What that means, the spine, the backbone of the church, the teaching, the biblical teaching, the structure of the church. Because to have faith, is different than belief. Faith, okay, faith is when you think, okay, God exists. He's real. He's there somewhere. God, Jesus Christ. So have Christmas, Easter, and baptism, and all this Christian stuff. Yeah, okay, I, I do believe God's real. Uh, so this is faith. To believe it things that I believe about God. How can I be saved? How can I give myself to God? How can I have hope in my life? How can I? So the orthodoxy is from chapter 1 to 3. And then chapter 4 to 6 is your practice. How should I live my life now that I have all the right informations? Why I said to my friend, I feel sad when I remember some teachings. Because there was no orthodoxy. There was no sound biblical teaching, and that's why the practice, it was weird. Let me give us a few examples, make you laugh. Um, Through the years, I saw in some places, we'll talk about apostles today, and apostle in some places, like I came from Brazil, so it's a very dangerous word to use in Brazil. I am an apostle. That means, kiss my ring, I have a fancy car, And a lot of money. So that was the teaching. Or, oh, the apostle is coming. Some of them, uh, they have, what's the word? Like, uh, wow, Kevin Costner, Whitney Houston, what's the name? Bodyguard. 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 Thank you. (laughs) I know, now you have that song in your mind. And I always love you. Bodyguard. Some of them, they had bodyguards with, with guns. Oh, the apostle is coming. So they used to come for the back of the church from some special fancy room and the bodyguards around and goes to the stage of the church. Wow, oh, the man of God. That's why sometimes the teaching is not right. There is no this first pillar. They don't spend time teaching. Before you read Ephesians letter, you need to step back and read Acts 19 to see the back. Stage, what happened in the back scenes, and do, do you know what happened? Paul spent three years teaching daily, laying foundations, teaching scriptures, teaching before they start the church, teaching, 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 three years daily with the good foundations from that church. That's why that church was strong. That's why that church was a sending church. That cha- that, that's why that church was uh, full of impact for that generation. And for today, we are reading the letter. So, orthodoxy and then orthopraxy It's from some lessons it's from Ephesians to us this morning. Number one, everybody has a role to play. Verse 7, let me open my verse 7 because I can... But each one of us, each one of us, has these gifts and grace. Why this is so important? Because our culture, our Christian culture. How is our culture? It's from uh, the Roman Catholic culture mindset. That guy. He is the priest, pastor, vicar, whatever's the name, apostle, whatever's the title. That guy does the work. We pay for him. It's not biblical. This is saying everybody has a role to pay, to, to play. And the culture. Yeah, it's coming in the video, it's a few minutes. No spoiler. Can you imagine we had a Lord of Rings at home? And I was almost messing up everything for the girls because they were watching. But the first time, let's say, because they were little. And I was nearly telling, oh, this is, can you imagine, to mess up Lord of Rings, a classic? No. So hold on. (laughs) Next screen. So to each one of us, grace has been given. What that means. Okay. What's the culture? Few people working and many others being served. We have that guys doing stuff in the church, okay? So have that pastors, leaders, that team, and always the same people doing a lot of work serving the whole community. It's kind of culture. Some guys will say it's the 80-20 rule. For example, 20% of people, they do, they perform 80% of work. And this is not biblical. This is not right. So what's the result of this culture? We have a split, a divided church. Some do a lot. Some don't do nothing because, well, I don't know what to do. Or I don't know how to preach, how to sing, how to play guitar. I don't know how to look after kids. So I stay here. And this is wrong. So now the video. (laughs) Now. I want to share with you, too, because some of us, we don't know, okay, how this local church, Crowley Community Church, because you see, in the New Testament, I have all these weird names, Ephesians, or Corinthians, or Galatians. They were local churches. I'm not talking about the, the bride of Jesus and the whole planet, but local churches receiving instructions from the Apostle Paul. So, how this local church believes in the gifts of the Spirit. and the ministries, we call the five ministries. How is this? This local church, open a brackets, is part of a family of churches we call the New Frontiers. This video, three minutes video only, that you are about to watch now, is from 2013 or fourteen. So, the numbers are different. We are now around ninety. 90 countries, 3,000 churches. I don't know the numbers, uh, but just to make you aware about this church and uh, what's our uh, the part that we play in this family under this umbrella, new frontiers and new ground. Okay, so can we play the video, please?
2: New Frontiers is a global family of churches. It began in the 1970s and has grown to include more than 850 churches in 60 nations. Over the last few years, New Frontiers has restructured, getting ready for future growth. It has multiplied from one movement into several networks, with five based in the UK. We're calling these new network of churches, SPHERES. Each has a leader and churches gather to SPHERES based on relationships. These networks have been developing within new frontiers for some time. Like every family, we share the same DNA, the same history, the same mission. We're all still friends, visiting one another, celebrating together and supporting one another. But as one movement becomes many, we can do so much more. Our sphere is called New Ground and is led by David Holden and his team. We currently have churches in a number of countries across Europe. Our vision and passion is to take new ground in the Word, in the Spirit, in our communities and in the nations. We're excited about where God's going to take us and how he's going to use us. New ground is people, all of us with a part to play, working together and seeing God's kingdom grown and expanded.
0: thank you guys thank you
1: so just to explain a bit uh for you what this is about but not all are gifted in the same way so I have different gifts in the church everybody has a role to play i was uh telling you but this text and ephesians you say okay but we have some different gifts and this morning i want to share with you in the next minutes about these five ministries uh, not all of them, because we don't have time, but I'll talk focus more on apostles for some reasons. Now, I'm part of this local church for, since we came to UK eight years ago, and you are my family here. We came from another continent, and since the very beginning, many of, of you guys in this local church has been like brothers and sisters for us. And in the last, let's say I don't know, two years that I have been working with New Ground—and well, it was more than two years—but working with New Ground and the churches, etc., I keep receiving some kind of inputs or guidance or direction about the gift that God has given to me from Steve and from our guys in New Ground. And then Steve said to me, and Tim as well was uh, spending some time with him, you need to share with the church what's happening in your life. So I would try to not make this about me because, you know, my heart. Uh, we need to exalt Jesus Christ and to preach the word of God, but also I need to share what's happening in my ministry because I need you. Pray for me and give me, uh, I don't know, showing my blind spots and, and helping me to shape this so let's jump to the text gifts of the world which is in verse 11 okay so 11 we have the ministries where's my verse 11 the apostles prophets evangelists pastors and teachers okay we keep seeing this in the bible church like a human body and you have different members but you can survive without hair for example (laughs) or eyebrow or finger you can still survive without arm or a leg but there's some vital vital is the word organs or members that you cannot survive without them so this picture about the human body and the church Paul keeps using even Ephesians and other letters as well you cannot survive without the brain without lungs without heart so the five ministries are these special gifts of teaching, if you wrap all of them. Because all of them are involved with the scriptures, with the teaching of the word of God. So have these guys, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. It's like all these guys, they are serving the local church. So if you have a gift of leadership, mercy, serving administration there's a lot of gifts in the bible what paul is saying is these five gifts here they need to serve you to shape and to sharp and to make you better in your gift to serve because all of us we have a role to play and the apostles and prophets as well the powerpoint's not quite right uh they lay foundations for a local church to grow healthy and the Evangelists, teachers, pastors, they are the builders of this house. And inside this house, we have all gifted talent, amazing people serving. So this is like a human uh, body. And I would like to talk about the apostles today. So apostles, uh, what's their role, what they do? Again, it's not this hierarchical, hierarchical hierarchical relationship is not hierarchy better is it yeah and it's not a title i need to give this introduction first apostles they serve the local church the word apostolo uh is the one to send someone sent and they are not the big boss i don't call david holden apostle dave is my brother's I'm talking about the gift in Ephesians 4. So just to make clear, and then now I can say for the last two years, these guys, all these names in our New Ground and also New Frontiers family and also from this local church, they keep confirming about this apostolic uh, gift in my life. That's why I'm here today to share with you what's going on in my life and to share with you what the Bible says about this. So the first uh, uh, thing about the apostles, they have this big picture, and they help the local churches to see the big picture. Big picture: what's going on, what's happening in the whole world. Uh, so you see Paul talking about this in all letters. They have personal letters for for specific people like Timothy, Titus, Philemon, but also letters for the churches talking about the mission and what's going on abroad and beyond our context, showing the thing that Jesus called the ends of the earth for local church. So the apostles, they say, okay, guys, what's happening in China, Iran, what's happening in Brazil, what's happening in many places and makes the local church understand, okay, we are part of a Big family. We are part of a, a bride of Jesus Christ. We are not only in our small world here. What's going on? We are part of, we have brothers and sisters with another language in another continent. We are in the same mission together. Yeah. So apostle is this guy always bringing for the church. Church, look what's happening here. What's happening there. What God's doing over there. It's part of the role of apostle. And, and another thing. They also work in a local church. So Jesus, when he talks about the Great Commission, if you are familiar with the text, if you are not familiar with, with the text, he's talking with his apostles, and he talks about Jerusalem, the place that they were, and Judea around, and then Samaria and the ends of the world, this geography. So you keep seeing the apostles in the Bible talking about situations in local churches. Oh, he even gives names. He gives names in the Bible. Can you imagine? Internal disputes in the church. When they have problems inside the church, he's worried. Oh, we need to bring reconciliation to this church. We need to relay foundations in this church. Oh, this church needs to be more generous. This church needs to change in here and there all oh, the teachings not right in this church so all these instructions for local churches in jerusalem in judea and their specific place where they are the apostle he's worried about this so it's not only about let's go but also about are we healthy Are we growing healthy? Are we having good foundations? Are we doing a good pastoral care? So the apostles, they always have this vision inside as well. But also globally, I was saying. Now, I was uh, sharing now uh, with you. And this is happening with me in the last few years. And I want to share with you. So, New Ground family, you saw the video. Uh, we are praying for a new hub a new family of churches for the portuguese speaking world and this yeah so i have lots of brazilians portuguese but they are in everywhere they're not only in brazil or portugal they are in different nations so portuguese speaking world and i'm developing these churches and leaders but also in this new hub and new ground i'm also working with church planters and this is not only about brazil and portugal it's in everywhere in europe in uk and i'll explain what is this but also i'm having this t-e-l-a that you are seeing technology and now i struggle with this word entrepreneurship leadership and action what is this business people uh, or guys who has a strategic role in their companies walking together with the mission Business as a mission. So I'm working these three legs or these three front lines in New Ground Family, Brazilian Portuguese-speaking world, church planters, and starting now, Tete te, 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 Um here why tell us something that god is doing in many nations and this vision beyond this vision say okay what god is doing in, in italy what god is doing here and there how oh, this is healthy is this good is this biblical is this according with our values in the new testament okay i want to learn more so that's why last month or two months ago, I received here Breno, my friend who works with Tela across the globe and many nations. And you are bringing them to England and to new ground to walk and to work together with church planting. So I'm doing these three things. Let me give you more example. So they are this technology, entrepreneurship, leadership, action. They are real photos, real pictures of their gathering. You know what God's doing? It's a new missionary wave. Business guys, they are saying, how can we be part of God's mission? Because we need to work. Not to make money and be retired and have a nice house on the beach. We want to change the world. We want to do the mission. How can my work, my role, my company glorify Christ and engage in his mission in the world? So they are gathering in many nations. And, and these guys, they planted 93 churches in Italy. They are doing not only uh, about, okay, let's raise the money. It's not only about this. It's about the mindset. It's about the purpose. It's about the meaning Everybody's looking for meaning and purpose. And they are giving themselves for this. So it's a network of Christians entrepreneur. Discipleship and mentorship. Why? Because they also receive mentorship, stewardship, biblical stewardship. Because even the air in my lungs now don't belong to me. It belongs to him. So everything in me, my thoughts, my energy, my time, my company, everything belongs to him. So TELA is this network teaching and, and disciple, uh, making discipleship with business people or uh, people with strategic roles in the company and bringing them to the mission. Steps to planting a new church. As a new frontier, a new ground family, we are church planters, and we love to plant a church. Now, we had that first wave 40, 45 years ago, many churches being planted, many churches being adopted, and now is a different season, is a different wine skin. The wine is still there. The wine is delicious. The wine is amazing. But the new wine skin is a word that we keep receiving for many years in New Ground and saying, okay, we need to be more effective in our wine skin. Every old wine skin, it was a new wine skin at some point. And now we are thinking, okay, we need to shape and plant church in a different way. And now I'm talking about Europe, UK and everywhere. So I created for New Ground, I was sharing with them a methodology, steps to plant in a church and these guys in france and netherlands and here they are asking this material this content even our family from london uh we are having meetings a mail will be with them talking about strategy and methodology and church plant and then brazil now this side here uh this part of plan please pray for me we are supporting praying for support for two churches in brazil this carlos and bureau for one year and a half and in the bottom line here, we're talking about adoption of a third church in Brazil in the next year, 2024. Now, four new church plants uh, planting Brazil, 20 starting 1 and 24, and starting three and twenty-five. Every project of church planting is four years project. Now behind this, there's the whole project numbers, who is who, photos, etc. Uh, and adoption of a third uh, of a new church in Portugal in 2024 now all of this oh then this looks a lot of work but this is a journey these two churches they are with us in the last in the last six years of relationship because I don't want these guys scattered in everywhere and not deep in our foundations and not deep in our teaching so this is result of six years of relationship with these guys here Training new church planters, coaching, mentoring them, UK, Europe, and Brazil as well, or Portugal. And discipleship for business people, companies adopting church planting projects, and doing business together. This is what's happening. That's why I'm sharing this, open this brackets and, and, and this series of David, sharing with you, because... I don't like this to give bits of information of the church. I want everybody knowing what's happening in my world to pray for me, to sit with me, tell me about your projects. What's happening? What do you need? How can I serve? Well, we can have a deep conversation about this and share everything because I don't want to do this journey alone by myself. We don't believe in the new frontiers or new ground churches, in this kind of leadership like Moses in the past. Okay, just climb the hill, come back with a vision for us. No, we build together. So this is a result of uh, lots of togetherness, lots of um, conversations. Close the brackets. That was the big picture. Second, apostles always lay foundations, always, or relay foundations. Always, always, always. They keep checking if the church is healthy, thinks that we need to change or unlearn or relearn. Coming back for the foundations is something that apostles, as uh, they are always, worry worried. Yes, we do believe the gifts of the Spirit. They are for our days. We do believe there is apostles. What we don't believe is these fancy titles, rich people, uh, exploring churches. It's not biblical. But we believe the gifts are there. Third, ongoing care is another thing that the apostles keep doing. You see this in Paul's letters. You see this with Peter. You see this in the whole New Testament. They keep tracking, talking with church leaders, giving instructions and checking everything. So behind every picture... I had no space for all of them. But there is countless hours in Zoom meetings with local guys, local pastors. Not only in Brazil, but also in Europe and different places. How is your marriage? How is your local church? What do you need to change? Okay, let me give you this instruction, that instruction. This is happening in my life, and my ministry. And some of them, I feel really thrilled because they are really part of our life and relationship. And they keep giving their hearts because many of these churches they are not part of a family. Uh, there is no there is a lot of formal and bureaucratic relationship but not familiar relationship with local churches in many places. Uh, sometimes here in England we just take for granted, we think is normal what we have. And outside is not normal. Yeah. Or a local pastor is part of a very formal and cold and full of names. The uh, denomination, or he is by himself or herself and alone. So to be to be part of family is a big deal for these local churches. Now, <clears throat> all of this in Ephesians four is to to prepare who. What Paul is saying here to equip his people, to equip you and me, the people of God for works of service so this mindset about okay the pastor the prophet the teacher they do everything no they equip people to do and this is good and bad news the good news is oh amen god chose me for to do something important there's a diamond there's a treasure inside of me there's a beautiful gift that god has given to you you have a place and you have a mission and if you are looking for a purpose i don't know my purpose in my life well welcome we can help you with that because god gave to you something that you give that fulfillment uh, feeling or mission in your life but the best picture for this i think is the football match who plays the game everybody plays the game it's not only the players. It's not only the footballers. As the coach or manager. He's playing as well. He's not kicking the ball. He's not scoring goals, but he's doing something. There is no game about, without the athletes, without the, the, the footballers. There is no game without the, the coach, the manager. So I think it's the best picture because it's not the thing, okay, we are paying a pastor to do the whole thing. And, and prophets or teachers or apostles uh, or evangelists, sometimes they feel guilty because they think, oh, we need to be there kicking the ball. We need to be there. And they try to do everything because they won't be approved by the church. They want to please people all the time. Okay, I'll create here some structure and, and some kind of strategy. But also, I'll be there being the goalkeeper. And at the same time, you'll be kicking the... This is not sound. This is not biblical. So when the Bible is teaching about these five ministries, is to equip the people for works of service. The good news is, yeah, God's choose you. The bad news is, yeah, you need to do something <laughs> with, with, with this information now. Yes, God chose you because in that day before the throne, you cannot say, oh, uh, my coach, my manager, he was playing my game for me. You have something to do. God gave you something. Time, energy, creativity, everything. God has given to you to serve his people. Have you ever hurt your little toe? You never think about your little toe, never. Oh, this morning I was thinking my little toe. But when you hurt, <laughs> and when you are very spiritual, you, you, I know you don't have a swearing words for this moment. You mm, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> when you hurt your little toe, then you start to think about your little toe. What happens with your body? You feel you start to what's the word limp, yeah, and you, your body's uh, wobbly or crooked, 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 yeah. The whole body starts to feel the problem in the little toe, and now after a few weeks, or depending how bad it was, you feel pain in your back and your spine and your leg and your knees and etc. And you need to take painkillers. You need to walk with flip-flops, whatever, because of little toe. The church is not healthy if everybody is not playing his role. Everybody has a role to play now let me finish with this and then we will pray because the time until until where's my yeah until we all reach unity in the faith this is the result a mature church a mature church a growing church there is no perfect church but there is some churches moving and walking towards maturity and some churches moving back maturity It's like in your personal life, or you are growing and learning, or you are just going back, Back backtracking is the word, Uh, in your maturity. So all of this is to have a healthy church. Why? Because there is no mature baby. Can you imagine your baby speaking like this? Hello, dad. No, there is no mature. A baby is not mature. A baby is ready to grow. What the baby needs baby needs a family to feed and to look after the bad baby. It's like me and you. We need this family to grow. Someone feeding us, looking after us, us taking care of us. Then we start to grow. And have you ever seen kids wearing their father's clothing, clothes? It's nice. Why? Because they want to be like their father. They have expectations about the father. I want to be strong like my dad. I want to be tall like my dad. And they uh, wait for the father to come back from work. And when, when the father comes back from work and look with the big shoes and etc. Oh, it's funny. And they want to please the dad. It's the same. We want to be like the head of the church. We want to be like our father. We want to be like Jesus Christ. So this local church, we are growing we are trying to be like him we are wearing his clothes we are trying to be mature we are in this journey and who can help this journey god christ himself he gave to the church his gifts apostles prophets teachings all of five gifts so i want to invite you to pray now and to stand it's already half 11 and let's pray for this i'll be back in the next um 30th, uh, not this Sunday, the next Sunday, talking about the other gifts in Ephesians 4. But today I was sharing with you what's happening in my life, what the Bible says about this, and then we will return talking about the other very important gifts that we have. Because now I need your press and, and your support. We have gifted people here. I'd like to invite Tim. Could you lead us in prayer? praying for this local church to be mature and for us as well.
3: Father, we just thank you for how Danny has um, provoked us this morning to think about who we are, what is our place in our church. Lord, we look to you to give us strength. We look to you to help us in the walk that you've given us, but that is also to help Danny, to help the leadership of this church, to help apostles go out and do amazing things. We are called as people of God to do amazing things for you. So help us, Lord, know our part in this. Lord we want to come alongside Danny, we want to pray for him, we want to support him in every way that we possibly can to see your glory go out, go out from this church, a church that has always had a sending uh, picture in its DNA. So we do send Danny as an apostle to all of these things that he's been telling us today. God, we want to see amazing things happen. And to be part of that is just wonderful. It gives us such an expression of joy in our hearts to see things going on like this. So, God, we just thank you today. Thank you for this provocation. Thank you, Lord, that we can be part of a bigger thing, the bigger picture. Lord, help us in Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Amen.
0: That's wow. Thank you. I'm not going to sing now. I'm going to sing. Do you know, I, I think um just listening to Danny there and we've encouraged him to share this, it's hard sometimes for leaders to share some of the stuff that's very personal to what they're doing. Um, But it's really important that we understand this. And we are praying for Danny and his ministry. But actually, this is not just about praying for Danny and his ministry. Tim prayed it there. This is our ministry. It's impossible to be a New Testament church and not be an apostolic church. We are a sent people. We've been sent, whether you're sent to the end of your street or whether you're sent to the end of the earth. If you're full of the Holy Spirit and you've said yes to Jesus, this is who we are. So we're going to pray with Danny and walk with Danny and grow with Danny in this. But this is us too. This is who we are. And it's these kinds of churches where these kinds of guys emerge. Funny enough, praise God, what a privilege! I, I think just listening to you, Emma, you're coming preaching again on this in two weeks. So I was going to finish the dynasty series next week, but I think the 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 end point of the dynasty series is to release men and women and boys and girls that will serve God in their cities and into their nations. And I, I think maybe just prophetically, I'll pick up on a few things next week and see if see if we can dovetail the end of the dynasty into the launching of the apostolic I don't know we'll, we'll see I'll pray a little bit but I just felt the Lord speaking to me about some things um, let, listen let's leave it there for today um, oh Noah thank you so much if, again please fill in one of our connect cards if you're new and we have our lunch uh, two Sundays time Danny's going to preach 30th uh, connect lunch for you to find out more our prayer week starts next week but God bless you we won't do a, a, a final song we'll just go and enjoy tea, coffee, friendship together down in the cafe, keep loving one another, keep serving one another, go pick up your children, um, and God bless you.